0: Hi, I'm Pastor James, and I want to welcome you to the weekend teaching ministry of Sunrise Church in Hillsborough, Oregon. Sunrise is a church devoted to being a safe place to hear a life-changing message. Our vision is to lead people in a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And so each weekend, we share a message of hope from God's Word, the Bible. Now, if you'd like to know more about discovering and growing in a relationship with the God who loves you, please visit our website at www.isunrise.com. I-S-O-N-R-I-S-E Now from there you can learn how to connect with the God who loves you grow along the journey of life with others, develop a heart to serve the least, the last, and the lost and then learn how to lead other people to know Jesus Christ. Now on to our weekend message. Good morning on this Father's Day, right? My my name's Kevin, I'm the executive pastor here, and this is my son Carter, who's 19, and we get to share our hearts today, and (laughs) I'm so well pleased with him and love him, and I'm just proud of you, son, and so we're going to go on a journey today. Um, the filter that my wife and I had with our children is that they're not our children. There's God's children. <laughs> and he, somehow he chose us to raise them. And, and we prayed these, we pray a lot, you know, just like you do. But we had two prayers that we prayed uh, before we even knew we would have children when they were in the womb. And we continue to pray them almost daily. And the two prayers are for my son and daughter that they will love God with all, all their heart, soul, strength, and mind, right? That they will be children that just love him. And that happened at an early age and now they own their relationship. And the other one is that they would walk through our front door when they're 18 and 20 and 22 and 26 and 28. And they'll continue to walk through our front door when they have children. That's been a, just a continual prayer that God's been blessing. And so for father's day, man, it can bring up a lot of emotions It can bring up a lot of feelings and hurts and regrets and woulda, shouldas, couldas, why's but also some deep love and deep joy. And so as we talk to fathers today, you know, there's our heavenly father, right? Some of us have a relationship with him and some of us, you know, need to look up. And then there's a relationship with our earthly father and then we're fathers. There's a lot tied up into that that we're going to kind of unpack today. And so fathers, this sermon is about... Uh, We're going to reflect a little bit back, but it's about looking forward and it's about the future and it's about walking in God's love and forgiveness and his freedom and his hope and his healing. I keep asking myself this question. So I'll ask you this question, fathers: What would it look like if we lived like we were loved because we are loved? We have a heavenly father. We're going to look at one verse today that his faithful love endures forever. What would it look like if we lived like we were free fathers? Because we are free if we know Jesus Christ. It's for freedom that he came so that we could be free. What would it look like if we were forgiven? What would it look like as we live in love? And so we want to speak hope India and truth into your present relationships with your kids, but also future. Billy Graham said a good father is one of the most unsung unpraised, unnoticed, and yet one of the most valuable assets in our society today. And so I want to review a little bit of last week because it's really our starting point. If you weren't here, it's just a little review, and if you were, I I want to review it too. We looked at King David, and he was a father, and King David had these struggles, and he had this past and this sin, and he's like us, and he hid and covered up, and we saw that he murdered, and he tried to just wipe out his sin, and God wouldn't let him. And, And then he comes to this point where he says that the only sacrifice that pleases God is to come to Him with a broken spirit and a broken heart. And in a sense, to throw ourselves on God's forgiveness, on God's kindness, on God's repentance and His freedom. And then it says in that, Psalms 51, that He washes us white as snow. That we're new and that we're forgiven. Some of us fathers need that. You're going to need that today. Some of us need to do that to our earthly fathers. We need to forgive them. Some of you children need to do this. Maybe come with a broken spirit, a broken heart, and get right with your heavenly father. And he creates a new heart in us, and he restores the joy of our salvation, and he begins to renew us and restore relationships. That's always the starting point. This isn't about something that I can bring externally. It's about that I come to God internally with a broken spirit and a broken heart. And so today we're talking about one verse. It's Psalms 106, 1, and it says, His faithful love endures forever. And then we're going to look at three points. We're going to look at a father's love makes a difference. Father's, your love makes a difference. We're going to look at a father's love never gives up. We just never are going to give up. And then we're going to look at a father's love looks up. So I want to introduce my son Carter, and he's going to start us out and pray for us.
1: Okay, let me pray. Uh, God, we just refuse this morning to let this be a regular Sunday and a, a, a routine um, Sunday. God, we are expecting you to speak to us. And not only that, but we're expecting you to change us. And we're going to let our walls break down, God, and we're going to be vulnerable with you And we can't wait for what you're going to do with us, God. We can't wait for what you're going to say to us. And so help us just see at the end of this service, at the end of the day, God, that you are the perfect father. That you are the greatest father of all time, Lord, and that your faithful love endures forever. Amen. It's like my dad said, my name is Carter Howard. I am uh, 19 years old, and I am so thankful for this opportunity. This is something that I love to do and I don't want to take it for granted and I'm grateful for it and something that I've even prayed for. And the first time I ever spoke was, uh, about bullying and it was with my dad. It was probably four years ago. And so to do this with him on Father's Day is so special to me. And so I know that you guys did not have a say in this, but I am very, uh, thankful for this opportunity. And I think that God has something super special to say to everyone. It's Father's Day, but what God has placed on our hearts is, is towards fathers, but uh, it, can, um, it can change any of our lives because all of us have had a father. All of us were kids at one time. And maybe that father wasn't there, but we still had a dad. And so even if you're a mother... Some things that are said tonight um, are, are, are towards you as well, towards everyone. And so, I know that I'm a kid, um, and I am not a father. And thank the Lord. Um, but yes, <laughs> uh, but I just want to share with you guys that I, I understand the the weight and the responsibility that God has placed on you, fathers. That it's a heavy burden. That it's a large burden. And I don't want to take that lightly. But that's how God created it. And when it's so good, it's so good. You know? And so I just want you guys to know that I'm not... I am just coming from... Uh, having experiences with my dad and, and seeing fathers elsewhere, and so, but I know that that weight is very uh, heavy on you guys. So we want to encourage you guys. We want to lift you up. We don't want to. We don't want there to be any condemnation uh, today whatsoever. And so, to start, my dad and I feel like one of the biggest mistakes that any of us can make is to believe that our decisions do not affect others. When in reality, every decision that we make, every little thing that we do, has an effect not only on ourselves, but the people around us. And so it's obvious when you, when you look that there's a domino effect in people's lives, especially with fathers and their kids, that all of you are you because of things that have happened in your life. The only reason that you do anything is because of something that has happened to you. And we see this especially when we look at kids and their dads that kids will most likely act the way that their father has treated them or has treated other people. The way that my parents treat other people is most likely the way that I'm going to treat other people. So when we talk about a love that makes a difference, the truth is, is that you fathers are going to make a difference either way. Whether you love or you don't, you are going to make a difference in your child's life. They will, for a fact, be affected by everything that you do. Because that's, that's how God created it to be. And so, for example, my dad, I know it's Car Expo, my dad is not a car guy. And because of that, I am not a car guy. (laughs) A couple of years ago, I was on uh, my way on a road trip traveling from Idaho to Oregon. And because my dad is not a car guy, I was not informed that I had to check the oil before (laughs) I left. And so because of that, my first car ever, this beautiful Oldsmobile, uh, I have never seen since. And we can, when we look at the big picture, take that all the way back to my father. And so that's one example, but... There's examples everywhere. And so I'm going to share with you guys a biblical example. And I want to explain it in a way that's easy to understand. Um, but there's four very famous people in the beginning of Genesis where we can even see the domino effect in their lives. And so we have Abraham, who was a father to Isaac. And Isaac was a father to Jacob. And Jacob was a father to Joseph so four men and we're going to see the domino effect that Abraham had all the way through Joseph so when we see Abraham and we look at him and we look at his story we see that Abraham was a man of patience we see that he was a man who trusted God that he was obedient that even in the midst of doubts and mistakes that he trusted God's plan God promised Abraham and his wife Sarah a child that they were going to have and they didn't have that child for 25 years but even in the midst of waiting, Abraham prayed. And he trusted that God was going to grant them a child. And he has a child named Isaac. And Isaac married Rebecca, And God promised them a child. And that child did not come for 20 years. God promised both of them something that didn't come for 25 and 20 years. But because of who Abraham was, Isaac remained steadfast in prayer he trusted god's plan and he knew that god was going to grant them a child and then we see jacob isaac had uh, uh jacob as a son and jacob met rachel fell in love with her and worked 14 years for her So we see all the way starting with Abraham that these three men were willing to work hard and be patient for what God was doing in their lives. So we see the positive domino effect and then we see even the negative where Abraham had a consistent habit of being deceitful. He had a beautiful wife, and he was worried that men were going to kill him so that they could have her, and he would lie about his wife. He did this on multiple occasions. And Isaac, his son, does the exact same thing. The exact same thing. And then we look at Isaac, who had Jacob and Esau as sons, and Isaac and Rebekah favored each of them. Rebekah favored Jacob, and Isaac favored Esau. So Jacob, for his entire childhood, is experiencing favoritism from his dad and from his mom. And so Jacob has Joseph. And out of all of Jacob's sons, he chooses Joseph to favor. He shows favoritism because that's what he experienced from his parents and from his dad. And because of that, Joseph's brothers were angry, hateful, jealous, and they sold him into slavery. And we can trace all of that back to Abraham, who was deceitful, and because of that, Isaac was deceitful, and because of that, he was, uh, because of that, Jacob was even deceitful. And so we can see this domino effect. And even one of my favorite verses in this story is Genesis twenty-six, eight. Where God says to Isaac, he says, because of Abraham's obedience, because of Abraham's trust in God, because he listened to my voice, because your dad did all of these things, I will bless you. I will bless your offspring only because, not because of what you've done, but because of what your dad has done. And so the reality of it is, is that no matter how much we like it, whether we like it or not, even as kids, even as myself, but especially as you fathers, your decisions have a major, major, immense impact on generations to come. That things that your father has done, he might only do because that's what his father did to him. And so as I look at my life, a couple of weeks ago, I'm just thinking about who I am and who my dad is. And I go, man, there's a lot of things that I do uh, that are the same as my dad. Good and bad. Um, You know, for example, my dad, this is an area that God has allowed him to overcome. So beautiful. But my dad in the past struggled with isolating himself in the midst of troubles, in the midst of hardship, in the midst of difficulties, he would not choose to be vulnerable, but he would choose to uh, hide and try to deal with things on his own. And so I think sometimes as you fathers, you don't want to show your kids that you're having a hard time and that you're struggling. And so you do the same thing. And then I look at my life and I do exactly that. Because that's what I had experienced. That my first choice is not to be vulnerable when something hard is happening to me, it's not to deal with it, it's to hide, isolate myself, and try to handle it on my own. Because that's what I experienced with my dad. I mean, even in the beginning of our relationships, when we would when we would butt heads and when we would have troubles, my dad would react uh, with anger towards me. And because he reacted with anger towards me, that's how I reacted to others. That anything that happened in my life, I would want to react with anger because that's the only reaction that I saw. But then we get to... Uh, I was in 8th grade, and I, and I went to Florida. I had some family friends down there, and, and I made some poor decisions with, with drugs and alcohol. And my dad uh, immediately flies down to Florida to come get me. And this dad, who maybe who I experienced some tough things with in the past, reacted to the things that I did with love and grace. And he gave me a hug, and he told me that it was all right and then that's what I wanted to do I saw that my dad did that to me so now it's like I want to do that to other people man maybe this is who God is maybe this is who God the Father is someone who doesn't react with anger but someone who reacts with love and grace now that's what I want to do even the way my dad treats others you guys know him you know, he he loves people. And then I look at myself and I go, man, I treat others kind of the same way. Because that's what I've seen. And so I'm getting older. I'm 19. And I'm my own person. And, uh, sorry, not, I'm not old. I'm just getting, <laughs> just getting older. I am just a kid. I am just a kid. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> But I make my own decisions and my relationship with God is my relationship with God. But I do a lot of things because of my dad. And that's just the way that God created it. And it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And when it's good, it's good. But then when it's tough and you're making a bad difference instead of a good difference, then your kids are probably going to do the same thing. To their kids. And then to their kids. This is just what the reality of it is. And so what I think happens to you fathers is that, you know, when we talk about love and we talk about um, sometimes it's even hard to love people because of their decisions. So maybe because of what your kids have done, it's hard for you to love them as much but I think sometimes even harder to love because of your own decisions. And I think that because you've made some bad decisions and you have shame and you have regret, instead of showing your kids how to get through it, you take a step back, which does more harm than good. And now that's what your kid is seeing when the reality of it is, I always need my dad. This is who God has placed in my life as a father. Nothing can change that. So no matter what he does or what I do, he is my dad and I need him to be my dad. And I'm so thankful for you because you never, even in the midst of, of my dad making a lot of mistakes, he always tried to be a good dad to me. And I don't know what I would do if he, if he stopped trying And so I just want to encourage you guys. I want to ask you to take a look at your own lives and see if there's anything that you do because of your dad or your mom. If your dad showed you love, do you love? If he showed you anger, do you react to things with anger? If your dad wasn't there, do you sometimes not show up? So I want us to look at our lives and see maybe some things that have happened and God is so big and he is such a healer to change anything in our hearts and anything in our lives. But do you want your kids to be like you? Because they probably will be by the way that you have treated them, others, and the people around you. And so the greatest thing about this message is that God is a God who makes a good difference only because His love endures forever. Forever. And so we're going to look at now, my dad's going to share with you guys what it looks like to have a love that does not give up. And you guys...
0: And you guys thought I was intense. Um, So a father's love uh, makes a difference, right? And then, you know, a father's love never gives up. It's never too soon, and and it's never too late to start. I I know my relationship with my father was estranged, and uh, for many years, there was 11 years where I didn't even talk to him. And, you know, uh, but you know what? I don't care what age I was. I remember being in Scottsdale, Arizona, and just being alone and being you know just alone and you know what I wanted you know what the first thing I thought of even though I hadn't seen my father for 11 years is I was hoping that my father would come find me I was hoping my father would pursue me I wanted my dad to come lift me up I wanted my dad to come encourage me I wanted my dad to hold me right that's in us guys That's in us with our earthly fathers. That no matter what it was like, we want them to come. So it's never too soon to start. We started praying for our kids before we even knew that God was going to bless us with his children. Right? And it's never too late. I don't care if you're a father and you're 70 and your son and daughter's 50. You can make a difference today. You can make a difference this moment. I know for me, uh, my father it was just a beautiful moment that marked me and healed me and changed me. And it was one moment at the end of his life and he's dying of cancer and he weighs 90 pounds and I'm visiting him in Ohio and it's awkward. And I'm, you know, we're just crying. And, and I said, you know, I got to go, you know, I love you. And I was heading out the door and he goes, wait, wait, son. And I turn around and we're just crying. He goes, come here, come here. So I go over to him. I can remember it like it was yesterday. I was 45 years old. And he goes, "Bend down in that little bony arm, 90 pounds. There's not much left of him. And he put his arm around my neck and put my, I've never, he never had ever uh, held me or said he loved me or said he was proud of me. I never had touched him. And he put his face next to his. And he said, son, I'm proud of you. You done good. Son, I'm proud of you. you done good. Changed me. That's how I see my father now. I don't see any of the past. Amen. So I want to tell you, it's never too soon, and it's never, ever, ever too late to chase your children, Father, to pursue them, to tell them that you love them. A father's love never gives up. And then we never give up pursuing, do we? When my son was in Florida, I had heard about it and, uh, he was struggling and man, I I literally was heading out the door to the airport to go get him. He's only 12. I'll do the same thing now. I'll never quit pursuing my son. A father's love never gives up. And I'm heading out the door and my wife goes, where are you going? I'm going, I'm going to go get our son. And she's like, are you going to take me? (laughs) I was heading out, right? I was zoned in. That's my boy. I'm going to pursue him. And so we went and and we, we got him. And I'll never forget this. We're sitting on the plane together and he's 12. And, you know, I'm just trying to love him because I know what it's like. And he looks over at me and he says, Dad, you must really love me. And I go, son, I love you more than I could probably show. But I will never quit pursuing you because a father's love never gives up, does it? It can't ever give up, you guys. You know, as I share this, there's stuff stirring in all of us. This is, man, this is such a deal with Father's Day, our Heavenly Father. I don't know where you're at with Him. Our earthly Father, and then we're fathers of children. And then we never give up waiting and watching, do we? I haven't experienced this, but my parents did, and I know some of you intimately, and I know some of your children have walked away. And we never give up waiting and watching, do we? We'll never give up. And the story in the Bible is the son... He said to the father, God, the father, basically you're dead to me. And he went away and his, he was in the pig pen. And the Bible says he came to his senses and he faced the father and he was heading home. He's like, I'm not even worthy to be your son anymore. And he said, and so this is my paraphrase, right? That the father was waiting and watching for his son to come home. Some of you guys are doing that right now. Don't give up. A father's love never gives up. Don't give up praying. I was one of those sons. It took me a long time to come home. We wait and we watch. And it says the father ran to the son and in a sense said, shh, shh, hugs him, compassion, kisses him and says, your son, you're home. Daughter, you're home, you're dead, and now you're alive, you're lost, and now you're found, and we're going to celebrate. This is a celebration because I've been waiting and watching, and my love has never given up for you. And the story goes in the Bible in Luke 15 that the father gave him his ring and his sandals and his robe, and he killed a and calf, and he says, we're going to celebrate. We can't give up. Maybe some of you have. Don't. Because a father's love never gives up. This father's love, think of us. When we were lost and we were out there and we were dead and we were in the, his love never, ever, ever gave up on us. It endured forever. And this is one of my favorite verses in Proverbs twenty four sixteen. It says, the godly man may trip seven times and he gets back up. And he gets back up. we got to keep getting back up, guys, because you make a difference. We make a difference. God's created us, fathers, to make a difference. So it's never too soon. And what? It's not too late today. Think of my story. If you reach out for that estranged man, it means the world to us. You may think that we hated you. I, I thought I hated my dad. You know, I didn't hate him. I loved him deeply. I wanted a relationship with him. We never give up pursuing fathers, we never give up waiting and watching. And we keep getting up. We keep getting up, you guys.
1: Uh, I had last night someone come up to me at the end of the service and they shared this story and I just want to share it with you guys as well uh, because I think it's important when it comes to that it's never too late and it's never too soon to mend a relationship and he shared with me that he had a great relationship with his dad and his dad did something and so he distanced himself and 20 years went by and he finally has the guts to call his dad and he confronts him. And the first thing his dad says is, why didn't you tell me this sooner? Why didn't you tell me this sooner? And this man who told me the story just couldn't stop saying I lost 20 years with my dad for something that could have been handled earlier. And so for you guys, I know you all have or have had dads. And if there's still uh, trouble and hardship in that relationship, I encourage you guys to go with with God before you and with God with you and, and confront and share because God is big enough to heal that relationship. And my dad shared with you guys last week uh, about the story of, uh, of him and uh, when he relapsed. And when my dad relapsed, You know, he'd been sober for so long and uh, I'll never forget. This is the first thing I did. I went to my mentor's house, who was my youth pastor at the time, and I just start crying. And I said, I just don't want my dad to give up on himself because if he gives up on himself, then he's going to give up on us. I just don't want my dad to get stuck in the decisions that he's made. I don't want him to dwell in the mistakes that he's already made because they're already done. There's nothing we can do about it. The only thing that he can do is move forward and not give up and never let down. Because I need him. I need him to not give up because he's my dad. Like I've already said. And how is that fair to me? How is that fair to us kids that because of some of your decisions, we lose you? that you take a step back because of something that not we've done, but that you've done. And now we lose you trying to make a good difference in our lives because of shame and regret and because you've given up on yourself. And then that affects us. And so as we look at what it looks like to not give up, to, to always endure, I looked up the definition of what it means to endure. This is what it means. It means to continue, to last To bear up under hardship. To remain. To be strong and firm. To persevere. To bear with patience. Man, that's exactly what we see the prodigal son's father do. Like my dad said, that he never gave up on his son. And he was waiting and he was watching. And maybe he had made some mistakes as a dad. Maybe that's why his son left. I don't I don't know. But I know that he didn't give up on his son despite anything that has happened. And he waited and watched and pursued and his son came and he ran to him and gave him a kiss and gave him a hug and said, it's all right. You were dead and now you're alive. Isn't that, that's exactly what Jesus does with us. Jesus has never given up on any of you. And the kind of love that Jesus has is a love this is how you don't give this is how you love that this is how you have a love that doesn't give up. Is you love not based on circumstances and not based on decisions or anything that has happened. The only reason that Jesus does not give up on any of us is because he does not love you for what you've done, but he loves you for who you are. Amen. Because you're his kids. You're his daughter, and you're his son. And that's the only reason why he has not given up on you. So for you fathers, to have a love that doesn't give up on your kids, you cannot love them based on what they've done, and you cannot love them based on what you've done. Because Jesus has never loved any of us like that. This is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. It's Philippians 3.13, where Paul says, if there's one thing that I do, he says, I forget what is behind me. And I look forward to what's ahead. And I look forward to what could happen. I don't look at the past with my relationship with my kids. I look forward to what could be the relationship with my kids. Man, that's so that's so beautiful to me. I'm not even a dad and I want to do that. But for you fathers, I encourage you, look ahead to what could happen and what will happen, not what has happened. And so we want to share next what it looks like to never or what it looks like to always look up. With our love, because the only way that we can love with a love that makes a difference and love with a love that doesn't give up is if we've experienced that with God the Father.
0: So, Father's love makes a difference; it never gives up, and we got to look up, right? We've got to look up. As your pastor, I mean, my journey is that until recently. Last few years, that was the not the first place I looked. I looked to this, and I looked out here, and I looked at, you know what? I didn't look up. And my theology was even a little bit, uh, it was skewed and it was marred. I'd preach about the Trinity, and I'd say God, and I'd say Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and I'd say the Holy Spirit. I couldn't even say God the Father. In fact, I didn't even know that I wasn't saying it. I was just blind to it. And, and so for me, this, this journey that I'm currently in, where I'm looking up and what's flowing out of me is way different. It is, I, I, I'm beginning to understand what it means to have a relationship with God, my Father. Um, you know, I was in, I was in uh, counseling for a while and it was more like he was discipling me and a mentor. And I, man, things are going really good and I'm looking up and, and I'm getting ready to leave and I'm just like, his name was Mark and I'm like, man, I cannot wait to go home and lead my family. And he shut the door. He won't let me out. A real gentleman, Uh Because kindness leads to repentance, right? This doesn't. And and he said, Kev, I'm so tired of you talking about leading. There's hardly anything in the Bible about leading. Why don't you go home and love your family? Why don't you go love them? Why don't you go serve them? Why don't you go die to self? Why don't you listen to them? And then they'll follow you. So the greatest commandment is to love God first, right? And then He increase and overflows it. So we have this, um, you know, we talk about spiritual growth here with infants, you know, and it's not bad. You come to Christ and you're a child and then we grow up and we become a parent. I'll confess to you, I'm a child when it comes to loving God, to looking up first, to understanding who is God my Father. But man, I'm a, I'm a very active child and I'm very interested and I'm, you know, I want to learn how to do that. And I am learning how to do that. And, and so I often ask these questions. I, I, when I meet with people, I said, tell me about your love for God. Cause I want to know, I want to hear it from you Cause it's kind of foreign to me a little bit. I just asked someone today. I said, tell me how you talk to God. And she goes, what do you mean? I go literally, how do you talk to God? Because as a father, this is what I always did. I pray for you guys and I thank him, but I never talked to him. I never had that intimate relationship as God, the father, And so I'm just, I'm loving it. It's changing everything about me. On my tombstone, I wanted to say that Kevin was a great lover. I don't care how I lead anymore. Right? I wanted to say Kevin was a great lover of God, of family, of friends, and everyone. That's what I wanted to say. But the only way I can say that is if I keep looking up, right? If I keep looking up. So I'm in this with you guys. The good news is the more that I look up and the more that I allow God to father me uh, uh, you know, I used to struggle. We have mental illness in my family. I used to struggle and on and off some meds. I'm not on anything anymore. He's, my father is healing my mind and he's renewing it. And those places in my heart that I hid, you know, and I covered up, I'm given to him first. I'm going to him first. It feels like my soul now belongs to him first, right? And I have a new strength. It's actually not a strength. It's a weakness i 'm actually talking to God all the time now first i 'm not trying it 's tough for us fathers sometimes if if we, you know I can be gifted in some leadership and skills and stuff and I just lean on that I lean on my own strength and I try to outmuscle it and you know outthink it, and it doesn 't work so i 'm going to God first i 'm looking up first all the time it 's a beautiful thing, and the more I look up and the more intimate I become with god there 's this sense of uh, of uh, you know, I can't even put it into words yet. You're right; I'm a child with this stuff. But this sense of peace that I've never had, this sense that I don't have to uh, try so hard. I'm a pastor here. You guys are a crazy church. We're growing like crazy. I just have to do my little part. I don't have to do God's part anymore. He's going to do that a infinitely better than me. I don't have to do your part anymore. I just have to be me. So I'm falling in love with God, my Father, in a new way. And guys, fathers, I don't know where you're at in this journey. Some of you are way beyond me, and I hope, but we got to look up first. got to go to Him first. Uh, I was doing a wedding yesterday, and a lot of things were happening. I was heading to Vernonia, and I'm talking to God. I'm, it's new. God. I'm kind of scared here and I'm overwhelmed and I don't feel like I'm really prepared and I'm just asking you to fill me and I'm going to trust you in a way I never have and I'm not going to trust myself and I'm going to surrender to you. I need a Father. Amen? Don't you guys? I need a Heavenly Father whose love is faithful and it endures forever.
1: Um, before Before I talk about... Um, more on that, I just feel led to, to share something. Uh, I don't know how many of us in this room have a uh, hard or, or difficult um, or non-present relationship with our dads. Uh, but if your dad hasn't been changed by Jesus, he probably was the way that he was because of his dad. And I had to realize that even from a young age is that I know my dad's heart. When he makes mistakes, I know that that's not who he is. But I know that it may be because of how he was treated. And so, of course, we all make our own decisions. You fathers make your own decisions. But I just, I just felt led to say that they, that they you know, probably made those decisions towards you because that's how they were treated. And so I think we understand now even from what my dad was sharing that that the only way that my dad could have been a good dad to me, the only way that you guys can be good fathers to your kids is if you experience it with God the Father. Because then these things will automatically happen if you experience that with God. I think inside every single one of us, deep down in our hearts, Is just a little girl or a little boy who just wants his dad. Who just needs their dad. And that's who God is to us. And then we experience that. And the only thing that we can do is give it out. And I think that. Because we sometimes, and you, fathers, sometimes let shame and regret keep you from loving, I think the only reason that you may do that, the only reason that I might do that, is because that's how I think that God sees me. That's how you think that God sees you. That he can't love you because of what you've done. God, you can't love me because of what I've done. And then when we have that mindset, then that's how we love other people. And I know for a fact that the last thing you parents want, the last thing that you fathers want and you mothers want is for your kids to not come running to you when they feel shame and regret. I know that you want them to be to, to, to run to you as the first person they go to when they have done something wrong. So we need you guys as kids to do that yourselves. When you feel shame and regret, when you've made terrible decisions, that you run to Jesus, that you run to God the Father, because the only thing that He's going to do is treat you with grace and with love. And just like the prodigal son, He's going to give you the biggest hug and He's going to tell you it's okay. That's the good news. That's the gospel right there that God loves you and I think it can't be said enough because of who you are because you're a son and you're his daughter and so for me and my dad when my dad became intimate with God the father when he began to talk with him then he began to treat me with enduring love and if my dad had never met the father like that Some of you may have never met God as the perfect father. If my dad hadn't done that, then I don't know where I would be today. And all my dad had to do was just surrender himself and come to God like a little boy. And jump in his dad's arms. And let God take care of him. Because maybe my dad's earthly father didn't do that to him. And so we would like to just, my dad and I would like to pray for you guys. And if we could have all the fathers, if you're a father to anyone, would you just mind standing up? My dad and I would love to pray for you. Man, God, we we come to you as as little kids right now. God, we come to you and we jump in your arms. You are the greatest father of all time. God, thank you for never giving up on these men. Thank you for always pursuing these men. Thank you for making a good difference in their lives, God. I pray that they would experience you as the father in an entirely new way. And that they would treat their kids like that. Whether they don't even have kids at the house anymore. That they would never stop pursuing their kids with a faithful, enduring love. Because that's what you have done to them, God. And I pray that if they have never experienced that that if hard heartedness and toughness has kept them from coming to you as a little boy God that they would do that right now that they would do that this morning God that they would run to you as the child they once were God all you want is a broken heart you want us to come to you as little kids we grow up too fast God and we don't see you as a dad anymore I pray that these men would see you as a dad that they would start calling you dad because that's who you are to them God and let them be that towards their kids, Lord, and as fathers God,
0: uh, we come to you, we come to you the the, the the Father with enduring love, God, the Father, Lord, you know every story in here, you actually knew it before time, you, you know the hurts and you know the hopes, and you know you know everything, and Lord, yeah, we need we want to go forward with you, Lord, and so we come to you, us fathers come to you to you God the Father and it's never too soon and it's never too late you don't care where we've been or what we've done you care that we're home and right now we all stand together because we need each other and we say that we're home and Lord so we throw ourselves with a broken spirit and a broken heart on your love and on your perfect fatherhood and on your forgiveness and on your hope and on your future for us And Lord, continue to show us how to look to you first. And Lord, when we do that, just give us the courage to do whatever you ask. To reach out and to pursue and to speak into our children.
1: Give us the courage to do that, God. In Jesus' name, amen.